Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank You that Your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out Your Holy Spirit on Your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in Your Word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the Gospel. And bestow on the church Your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with You. And the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Good. The Lord be with you. And also Let us pray. Guide us, O Lord, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Today's reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 31, beginning with verse 31. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be, my, they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks.
Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, 
We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. It is one of the highlights of our year when our confirmation students come up and give their faith statements. One of the beautiful things about them doing that is that it is at the heart of what Luther wanted to see happen when he began the Reformation. When he started doing work like the small catechism that would be used in homes to help build up young people so that they can grab hold of the same faith that inspired him inspires us. So when we come together this day and to hear the words that are shared by Ella and Sarah and Isabel and Lexi and Patrick, be mindful that you too have your own faith story to tell. You too have a story that is unique in particular to how God has blessed your life. That gift that is yours alone is one that we might begin wanting to share among ourselves in a new way. In the next number of months, we will have opportunities for people who would like to share a little of their faith story with the gathered community. That is a beautiful gift to learn as much about what we do on those days in between Sunday as what we do and why we are here on Sunday. And so... At this time, I am delighted to invite forward our five confirmands and their faith statements. Good morning. For those of you who do not know me, there's probably not many of you, um, my name is Ella Carlson. I am the daughter of Rachel and Corey Carlson and the older sister of Micah and Elias. I am a sophomore at Sharando High School and my mentor was none other than Miss Sarah Smith. I just wanted to say thank you to my family and mentor for helping me and support, supporting me through my confirmation journey and through all the long talks, lunches, and prayers. I love you all. This is my faith statement. I have grown up in this church all 15 years of my life. The only times I've ever been in other churches is when I'm with a friend and we have to wake up at the crack of dawn after we stayed up the whole night. This church and the people within its walls are all people I call my family. You have all helped me grow up and helped guide me along my path. I have seen this church go through a lot, ups and downs, but each of those changes has helped me form and shape my faith and I'm so thankful. When asked who influenced me the most in my faith journey, my first response would usually be my parents. But when I was about nine or 10, a light walked right into my life and helped me see a whole other side to faith. That light was Brian Jaster. 
For those of you who do not know Brian or didn't get a chance to know him, he was filled to the top with God's love. Very rarely would you see Brian without a smile from ear to ear. I was one of the youth that was very, very close to him. We would go to youth events, retreats, and camps, and I would always find time to talk to him. He cares about and listens to every little thing you have to say. He is always there if you have a problem or if you are in need of a shoulder to cry on. Brian was never-endingly generous, and he is always giving to others and putting them before himself at all times, and I felt that. Any time that I stopped to watch him, I could see God beaming through him. I could see God using Brian's hands and feet to help others find him. I have always felt out of place where I go, like I'm the odd one out. I felt like I wasn't enough. I, would, I have been insecure about my looks because people would always make fun of me and talk about me behind my back. That would make me second guess myself constantly and doubt myself about everything. I still to this day doubt my intelligence in school as well because little comments people make immediately put me down. But as I have progressed along school, I have found myself a close group of friends that help build me up and make me feel like I am enough. Although my friends did have the majority of positive effect on me, I also found that a daily Bible verse and devotion helped lift my spirits. Almost every day in school is just long and stressful and ending in crying when I get home. But the moment I pull out my daily verse, my mood shifts. Every time I open the new verse, it is exactly what I need to hear that day as if God was just looking down on me and talking to me through his verses, like he is speaking directly to me in a way. The first week that I started doing those daily, daily Bible verses, I immediately felt a difference in how I was around people and how I talked to the people of our church and my willingness to volunteer in as much as possible in church-related events. I wanted, to, I wanted to know more about why he loves me so much. He gave his one and only son for me, and every day I forget to thank him for that. The people around me have had such an impact on my faith, and I forget to thank them too. My biggest supporters in faith, besides Brian, Pastor Dave, Miss Sarah, and my parents, are all of the counselors at Caroline Furnace. I have gone to Camp Caroline Furnace eight years in a row, and every year I get closer to becoming a counselor myself so I can change young people's hearts the way, the way that mine was. The counselors make me so happy that I never want to leave at the end of the week. I have looked up to them for years and years because they make learning more about God fun and exciting. It's not just sitting in a circle on the floor reading the Bible. It's racing, across, it's racing across a lake in canoes and hiking in a river after losing your tube. It's doing team building exercises that put you in a cast for a month. It's getting completely soaked in a lake in lake water after promising not to get anywhere near it. The counselors are always bright and peppy and smiling anytime you see them. The only time you see sad counselors is when they know that they won't be back next summer because they have to grow up too. They push me to be the best version of myself and put others and their needs before myself, and I'm forever grateful for how they have shaped me. I am very emotional and compassionate towards others. I get a ton of that from my parents, but I also get a lot of it from being around other people that have the same and more energy for God than I do. This is why the National Youth Gathering in Houston had such an impact on me. Being in a stadium with over 30,000 Jesus lovers was the most life-changing thing I have ever experienced. Everyone singing along to songs and holding up their lights, showing each, other we, showing each other that we are all here for a reason, and that reason is him. No other reason could bring 30,000 people to a city that was flooded the year before to sing and meet new people and do volunteer service work for others. God called us to be there and to be, one with, and to be with one another in his place. So I guess what I'm really supposed to say while I'm up here is thank you. Thank you for everything you've done for and with me. I am a child of God and a sister in faith because of all of you, and I'm forever grateful. Thank you.
Good morning. My name is Sarah Vieira. Uh, I am the daughter of Teresa and Jack Vieira. I am a sophomore at Berkeley Springs High School. My mentor was Miss Heidi Young, and this is my faith statement. My faith journey began when I was born. I'm a lifelong Lutheran. However, when I was younger, I didn't really understand what the so-called guy we called God does. I was very confused, and I just went to church, and I went through the motions. I want to share a story with you that got my attention when I was younger. One day, Moses, Jesus, and an old man were playing golf. They got to a water hole, and Moses was first up to tee off. So he took a shot, and it landed squarely in the water. But Moses parted the water, took another shot, and landed next to the cup. <laughs> Jesus was up next. His shot ended up close to the same place. But Jesus walked out onto the water and took another shot. He landed even closer to the cup. The old man stepped up and took his shot. He also landed it almost in the same spot in the middle of the water. But a frog came by and picked up the ball. It started to hop away when an eagle came swooping down on it, carrying it over the green. As it flew over, the frog dropped the ball. The ball rolled into the hole for a perfect hole in one. Moses then turns to Jesus and says, I hate playing golf with your father. <laughs> I first heard this story from my sister when our 4-H club ran a church service. My sister was in charge of doing the sermon that day, and she started out by sharing this story. I've incorporated faith into my sports a lot. Before I tee off on my first hole, if I'm playing in a golf tournament, I say a little prayer. Before every basketball game, we praise a team, and before I throw out every track meet, I say a little prayer. When I first came into this church, I didn't know anyone. I was in fifth grade, and the first Sunday school function I participated in was we packaged bags of food for families in need. I realized that I was going to become very involved with this church very soon. From that point on, I became more involved in the church's youth. I immediately bonded with Lexi and Ella, and we have been friends since. I'm so glad that I have a welcoming family that invited me in with open arms, and I have so many memories with people here, especially Ellen and Lexi. Just after I started coming to Bethel, I had a life-changing experience. It was about five years ago, two weeks before Christmas. I had went caroling with some youth at a nearby church. We had been to about three houses, and as we were leaving the next house, my friend was struck by a car. I watched him lay there motionless as adults rushed to his care, and the EMTs were called. Some other adults gathered all of the kids inside. We sat down in a circle, and we prayed. We prayed for about 10 minutes. It was at this very point in my life that I felt God reach down and put his hand on my shoulder as if he was saying, it'll be okay, I will take care of him. From, that then, from then on, my faith will be changed forever. My faith is very important to me, and I'm hoping it will continue to grow as I get older. My faith has definitely gotten stronger in the past few years, and this has been a very productive year for my faith. This Bible verse is one of my favorites, and I relate to it a lot. It is Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do, like, do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. This is one of my favorite Bible verses, because it shows that if you do not have a sturdy foundation, you may not succeed in all that life will throw at you. However, if at first you build your house on sand, if it blows down and is destroyed in the storm, you, will all, you can always have a second chance to build it on rock. We talked about this in confirmation class, and it really spoke to me for whatever reason. Probably because sometimes I am the foolish man who builds his house on sand. But other times in my life, I've been the wise man who built his house on rock and had a sturdy foundation. And in the words of Lexi and I ourselves, bless the sinking rock. I want to thank my mentor for helping me through this amazing journey. Thank you for listening to me when I would have to talk about all life, sports, and school had to throw at me. You are truly a blessing. I also want to thank my parents for bringing me down to all of the functions and classes. I want to thank my fellow confirmands for making this journey truly unforgettable. Although at times our lives may not be working out, as Lexi and I say, bless this mess. Thank you.
Good morning. I'm Isabel Hall. I'm in 10th grade at Sherando High School. My parents are Bill and Becky Hall, and I was mentored by the one and only Miss Julie Shannonbrook. I would like to thank my Bethel family, the other compromands, Pastor Dave, Brian, Miss Julie, my parents, and my grandparents for supporting me on this journey. I'm a really busy person. Juggling my travel softball team, high school softball, and basketball teams, my academics, and the small interactions I have with my friends that I guess you could call a social life. Going through confirmation, I really thought of it as just a task I had to get through to please my family, friends, God, and myself. I really wasn't looking forward to it. As I completed my lessons and I worked and my work, it was time to go to winter celebration. I have always had a good time at these youth events, and I was ready to go have a good time with my youth group. Little did I know, my whole faith life and journey was about to be shaken to the core. I met Jackie, Megan, Griffin, Brady and Luciano, and I couldn't thank them enough for all that they have done for me, and I love every single one of them so much. But enough for that for right now. For only seeing them for two days, we built a foundation for this beautiful relationship that is still going strong to this day. When, we, when all was said and done, it was time to leave, and we made a promise to each other that we would go to the summer youth event called Kairos. Wasn't by the end of the school year and half the summer, it was finally time to go to Kairos. I was really nervous to meet up with them again because what if our spark that we had the first time we met was gone? Oh boy, was I wrong. That week was the best week of my life. I met so many more amazing people and we rekindled our relationship with my old friends. It was pretty safe to say I will never forget those wonderful people. But there was one night that has completely changed my faith life and I'm scared to share it with you, but this is supposed to be a faith statement. And without this night, my journey during confirmation wouldn't be complete. After the annual burning of the cross, where you pour your heart out to God and confess everything that concerns you, conceals you, and covers your true thoughts, I, never, I left not letting everything out. Even though I was already sobbing from all the things I confessed, I needed to do more. As we were walking back, trying to dry our tears, I began to cry again and pulled my friends to the side. We sat under a tree in front of our dorm and just sat there, nothing else. We sat and took in the moment that we were in. We began to talk, not about our sins or about anything else, just our fears. Climate change, abuse, being accepted, physical appearance, violence, school shootings, and anxiety. All these, things, all these things that were out of our control. After about two hours of us crying and embracing each other, it was time for us to go to bed. We all looked at each other, not wanting to leave, but knowing we had to. Then all of us locked eyes with each other, and I kid you not, we all said in unison, did God do this? On that night, I took a leap in my faith life. I understood what it was like to feel God's presence. I understood what it felt like to have a true blind faith. I felt true pain, but more importantly, I felt true forgiveness. This journey did teach me a better understanding of the Bible, Luther's ideas, and my responsibilities as a Lutheran and Christian, but it also taught me so much more. I found God. After 15 years of searching, I finally found him. He gave me this beautiful journey. He gave me these friends that I can relate and bond with as an outlet. I found my faith. It's this stable reliance that I can always go back to because all you have to do is believe. I now see him every day in the little things, like the sunsets and stars. Now I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that my faith will change and be tested through this journey and speech. I can tell now that I'm ready for the ultimate journey of life with God by my side. Thank you all 
for being a beautiful starting point for my journey, from baptism to first communion and now confirmation. There are so many examples of Beth and Bethel of what a faithful life looks like, and I'm so grateful for all of it. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Alexis Gramala. I'm the daughter of Curtis and Amanda Gramala. I'm a sophomore at Musselman High School, and my mentor for confirmation was Beth Garner. Before coming to Bethel, I was at a church called St. Peter's in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, and sometimes I would go to Fairview in Gore, Virginia with my grandparents. I've been going to Bethel for about six years now. I've done a lot of things for it, and or in it, and the youth gathering, Guatemala, camp retreats and weeks, returning thanks, and God's work our hands are some of those things. I have felt grace at all of those things, which leads into my Bible verse, which basically says there's grace for anything you do. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. I have felt grace when I felt grace when on the Guatemala trip, because it helped me it helped take away anxiety and stress that I had had from previous things in my life. It, it also helped me feel gratitude towards what I have in my life and helped me realize I can help others. Caroline Furness has also been a big part of my faith journey in another place where I have felt grace. One year, I was sick and had to leave in the middle of the week. I was so sad to leave, but I was supported by everyone around me. I came back at the end of the week and everyone was so happy I was back and feeling better. Grace makes me stop and think about what I say and my actions towards others. It helps me realize that people never know what others could be battling in life or what they may need grace for. Knowing those things has helped me learn how to forgive others for their poor decisions. I've even felt grace outside of church events. I have felt it when participating in cheer choir and even soccer. When I have made a mistake in either one, I have been forgiven and supported by the people in those activities. This year in cheer choir, I have been passing along the grace to new members and even returning members. Moving forward in life, I am learning from God's grace that I need to challenge myself and take risks. Even if, even if and when I make a mistake in whatever I'm doing in life, I know God will be there for me to help me through it and to forgive me. Through my faith journey in life, many people have helped shape me into the person I am today. Some of those people are my parents who have been there for me through everything and have supported me in everything. Nick Hodges, who helped me in helped influence me to be a counselor at camp one day. Brian Jaster, who has helped me with my faith by having such a big heart. Kyle Duff, who, had, who just had such a bright personality. And my church friends, who have been there for me through hard times, good times, and fun times. Also, Beth Garner, who has helped me realize so many things in life. I would like to thank them. I would also like to thank each and every one of you and the congregation for supporting me and helping me with my faith. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Patrick Sigler. My parents are Rebecca and Will Sigler, and my mentor, Suzanne Gregory. I'm a sophomore at Millbrook High School, and this is my faith statement. Aesop says, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. This speaks to how I show my faith by action. I feel the people in my life, as I have grown up, have helped shape me into the person who shows faith by action. It is no secret that I am an active person. It is rare that I'm able to sit still, even in church. 
I feel I've been able to use this trait to show kindness to others through action. One memory that sticks out to me is when our family went to Costa Rica to help deliver supplies to orphanages. We had an evening that we ate ice cream with a group of girls living in an orphanage. My sister and I played Uno with the girls and were able to have fun and joke around even though we didn't speak good Spanish and they didn't speak good English. One girl even braided my hair. <laughs> it was a short visit and a small act of kindness, but I think it made a large impact on those girls. Another example of how I show my faith is through action is when I participate in team sports. I try to keep a positive attitude and will make an effort to help a teammate who is struggling to keep his head in the game. I encourage other players, whether I'm on the field or on the sidelines. I've always enjoyed fishing with my dad and with my poppy when I was, when I was little. We don't always catch the big one, but we enjoy the time together and still have fun even when we catch a bunch of little fish or none at all. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I used to think in order to show my faith, I needed to have some big act that others could see and notice. And now I realize that it's the little things that I do every day that make a difference and show love to others. Sometimes people notice these little things and sometimes they don't, and that's okay with me. According to Mother Teresa, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Maybe someday I will do something great, but in the meantime, I'll stick to the little things. Thank you. All right. Um, wow. Right? Wow. You guys. Wow. Because we have a bunch of other confirmands uh, here, um, I will not say that was the best that's ever been, but I will say nobody's ever been better. So how's that? And that was just outstanding. Um, thank you guys for pouring your hearts out. Um, you guys have been given a wonderful challenge now when we invite you to do the same. Because these young people have, um, people often say that the youth are the future of the church. No. They are the present. You are leaders now. You are people who shape us now. You have given us an amazing gift by the statements of faith that you've made today. And I could not be more proud to call you not only uh, part of our youth group, but to call you my brother and sisters in Christ. For you have indeed brought the gospel this day. And so I invite you now to be seated, and we will now continue, and we will actually stand um, uh, for our hymn of the day. <laughs> 